Have you been seeking and searching for how-to knowledge on truly learning how to love yourself? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Journey to Self-Love podcast. You see, learning to truly love yourself takes knowing what to do and how to do it. And just as any process in life, to move forward, we need to know which direction to go. During our time together, we're going to explore self-love talk and what it means. And it is my hope and my desire that you receive everything that you are searching for while you're here. The most important relationship that we will ever experience in life will be the relationship that we share with ourselves. But before we get started, I'm going to pause for a brief message. And again, welcome to the Journey to Self-Love podcast and enjoy your journey. Hello, and welcome to the Self-Love Talk podcast. I am your host, Sharon D. Meadows. Who am I? I am a John Maxwell Team Certified Member. I am the author of the Amazon bestseller, Journey to a New You. I am an inspirational speaker and a transformative teacher. And if you allow me to, I will be your guide on the journey to self-love. Welcome to this episode of Self-Love Talk. Let's just jump right in. Last time we talked about self-acceptance. I said I wanted to stay on this topic for a little while because I believe that self-acceptance is a large, large, large integral part of learning to love yourself. So I've been thinking about this and these podcasts are unscripted. I'm just off the cuff, you know, just flowing with it, whatever comes out of me, whatever I'm led to um, share. um, That's what I that's what I go with. So I I have no idea what I'm going to say before I say it. (laughs) But I've been thinking about what I wanted to say for this episode regarding self-acceptance. does that really mean? Now, I've had several thoughts about self-acceptance, what it is and what it's not. Um, so, I'm, I'm on social media like the rest of the world. I see things. And I was watching um, a trend, I'll call it a trend, um, where there were different women and they were posting pictures of some of it kind of exposing quite a bit of themselves um, and they were posting things like I love myself and all my flaws I love myself and I love I love the parts of me that I want to change and 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 I, I get that I get that so when I when as I was reflecting on self-acceptance and what it means to me, here's what I came up with. It's not about just being happy and okay and content 
with where you are and whatever you have going on. It's not just, okay, I love myself and I'm okay with me and period. It's, it's not that. So for me, it's, it looks like this. When I want to do something different or change something or transform something, let's say I want to lose weight or I want to start a new business or I want to whatever I want to do. That means I want to change something about myself and improve it and make it better by my standards, by my own personal standards. It doesn't mean that to for me to accept who I am, how I am, it doesn't mean that, okay, I'm good and I'm going to just stay like this. No, for me, self-acceptance looks like I want to improve and grow in this area but I don't want to put a lot of pressure on myself to do it because then I may not do anything because pressure for me will (laughs) kill all of my momentum so for me I want to change in this area I want to transform I want to grow but without the pressure so what for me what I say is I am going to accept what I have right now with the desire and the hope to grow, change, and improve it. Now that lessens the pressure. I'm going to lose the weight. I'm going to start the business. I'm going to do whatever it is I said I was going to do. But without the pressure. And then I can move and I can maintain my momentum because I'm okay. So I think of it like this. I am okay with me, but I'm going to improve me, but I'm okay with me. Because if I'm not okay with me and, and what, what I have going on, I will start the self, the negative self-talk that I talked about in episode one and beating myself up and I'm not where I want to be. I've been there before. I've done all that before. It's not healthy. It's not healthy at all. But when I say, I'm going to set a goal for myself. I'm going to grow and improve in this area. And I'm okay until I get there. I'm going to embrace who I am and what I am and what 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 I have going on right now. I'm going to accept who I am. I'm going to grow and improve and change and transform. But I'm going to be okay with me as I am until I get there. I'm not lacking. I'm not, you know, I see a lot of people say, I love my flaws and all. Ah, Flaws, what are they? We have unique things about us. Is it a flaw? I don't know. But it's who I am. It's what makes me unique. It's what makes me Sharon D. Meadows. I embrace it. Every day. And I work toward my desired goal, whatever it is, without putting a lot of pressure on myself. We are in a 
time right now in the world where everything is crazy. People are going crazy. The world is crazy. Everything is upside down. Go outside, stay in the house. Nobody knows what what to do. Open the business, close the business. Rebuild the business. There's just so much uncertainty right now. Well, how do I handle that? Everything's uncertain. I work on what I can work on and what is outside of my control. Circumstances that are happening outside of me that I can't control. I just have to be patient. Take it day by day. Take my time. Do what I can do. And if I, whatever's outside of my control, it's outside of my control. I'm not going to worry about it, right? If you've joined me on previous episodes, you know that I like to share from a place of experience. Not from theory, not what I was told, not what I read, but what I've actually experienced. I want to share an experience with you. When I was 24 years old, I moved to Houston, Texas several months before I turned 24. I moved to Houston in 1998. I turned 24 in 1999. I believe my numbers are accurate. I'm 46. Do the math. I don't know. I think my numbers are correct. But anyway... When I was 24 years old, I had a desire to buy my first home. I wanted to buy a house. I moved to Texas. Real estate was <laughs> unreal in 1998. And if anyone um, is is familiar with the Texas real estate market, you know exactly what I'm talking about in 1998. Um, it was completely different. I moved from North Carolina. And Texas was completely different. And so I was like, wow, I could actually buy a big old mansion in Texas. <laughs> That's what it seemed like. <laughs> so I went house shopping, a single. I'd never been married. I went house shopping and I found a 2,400 square foot home. It was an inventory home. It was a Morrison home. Morrison was one of the top builders in Houston, in Texas. And the gentleman that was building the home actually could not, he, something happened with his financing. So he could not complete building the home that he had intended to build for himself. I met with the sales associate for Morrison she told me the situation. I said I was a first-time buyer. She said they would work with me. We worked out a deal. And they even allowed me to go to the Interior Design Center to replace some of the things that the gentleman had selected for the home because I didn't like it. There were some things I was like, I don't know what this guy, what his taste <laughs> what his taste preference is, but uh, I wasn't feeling it. So they allowed me to go in and and um, pick out what I wanted for my flooring, my countertops, and things like that. Well, 
when I moved into the house, I closed. Thank God I closed on the home. And now I was a um, brand new first time home buyer. And I didn't have any furniture. This is a brand new house. And I was moving from an apartment. And I didn't want to bring the furniture that I had. I didn't want to, I didn't want it anymore. I wanted new furniture. I literally lived in this house for three years with very little furnishing and I even had paper blinds on the window. I believe I purchased them from Home Depot or Lowe's. Um, Friends would come over to visit me and they'd be like, girl, put some blinds up. And I would say, nope have a vision for this house and I'm not going to get into debt and I'm not going to just because you guys are telling me I I could go charge up furniture and you sit on that box right there you'll be fine (laughs) but my point is I lived in the house for three years just like that with paper blinds on the window Um, Very little home furnishing, but I was determined to not go into debt to furnish this house. I was okay with it. I accepted my situation. I stayed focused on my vision for the future, and I stuck to the plan. My friends would come over and talk about me, call me cheap and all kinds of (laughs) whatever. They would eat my barbecue on my grill and sit on my patio furniture and then be like girl why don't you decorate this house and I would say I have a vision for the future and I'm going to stick to my plan well I shared on a previous episode that I used to work in corporate America and I worked for the infamous Stanford Financial Um, I mentioned that Mr. Stanford was shut down by the feds and and his operation was Um, halted and and whatnot, but that's not what this is about. But anyway, while I was working at his company, when I took the offer as a software engineer, the director, Clarice, she made a deal with me. She said that if I worked hard, I took a pay cut. Um, If you go back and listen to some of the previous episodes, when the dot-com bubble burst, um, I shared this on a previous episode, it left me in a position where I had to take a pay cut. And what the IT director at Stanford Financial offered to me was, Mr. Stanford would never approve the base salary that I wanted, but she would make it up to me and the quarterly bonus. So we had an agreement. You work your butt off. The difference that you're lacking in your base salary, you'll make it up annually in your quarterly bonus. So every quarter, we got a bonus based on performance. She kept her word. I held up my end of the bargain. I worked my butt off. Every quarter, I received exactly what I was expecting. Okay? I took each quarterly bonus... And I furnished a room in the house. I paid for it without charging anything. 
had custom blinds. Everybody that laughed at me for those paper blinds that were up for three years, I had an interior decorator come in and do work for me to do custom blinds upstairs and downstairs. I decorated each room just as I had envisioned. I had a relaxation room. I had an all-white formal dining. I had whatever I had envisioned. Big flat screen TV, all of that. But I stuck to the plan and I did not do anything outside of what I had envisioned to remain to decorate, you know, in my mind to decorate this home and to do it debt free. I shared all that to say this. I did not let the pressure of outside people influence my decision. I stuck to my plan and I remained debt free. It took me a while to get there, but I was okay with the way the house was. I accepted my situation. I accepted that I had paper blinds on the window for three years. I didn't care what people were laughing at me, neighbors talking about me (laughs) or whatever. I didn't care. Friends coming over, eating my barbecue, (laughs) drinking my whatever we uh, apple martini back then. Yeah, I didn't care. Come over, hang out, have a good time, laugh at me. I did not let them influence me and how I felt about my situation. I accepted that this is where you are right now, but you have a plan for where you plan to to be. And if you set the goal and stick to it, it doesn't matter that this is what it looks like right now. There is a vision and a plan. And I stuck to it. I decorated my brand new home took me a couple of years, but I did it debt free. What is that? What does that have to do with self self acceptance? You have to be okay with you where you are right now. You cannot let outside influences dictate and and orchestrate what you do and how you do it just because of what they think and that's their opinion. You accept you as you are, right how you are, where you are. Have a plan for growth, getting better, a better version of yourself. You may not even know how you're going to get there. Just have the vision. You may not even have a plan. Just have a vision for it. The plan, the how will come to you. And you can do it without all the pressure. I thank you all for joining me for this episode of Self-Love Talk. Self-acceptance, it is the foundation, a large part of the foundation for self-love. Be okay with you, who you are, how you are. You can envision a better future for yourself, a better version of yourself. Whatever it is that you want to change, you can transform it. But it is okay, just as you are right now, until you get there. Let's do it without the pressure. That's how we keep the momentum. I thank you guys. Happy Sunday. Join me for the next episode of Self Love Talk. I am your podcast host, Sharon D. Meadows, and I'll see you soon.